I'm here with Stephanie LaCava. I just finished her book like under 10 minutes ago. The Super Rationals out in September on Semi-Text. And I haven't told her what I think yet. So I was like, fuck it. Like she was texting me while I was reading. And I was like, it was like, let's like hold for a second, you know? But I totally get, um, I'm the same way when, um, whenever I send someone something and like I can't, I need to start instituting for myself, like a, uh, like get, like tell me when you're ready to read and then I'll send it to you right then. Cause I hate when I send someone something and they don't for a week or something like that. And I'm just saying- Oh yeah, there. no, I, I, I learned that lesson a little while ago, but now I just like don't like to send people my stuff until it's like out in the world more or less. It takes a lot to get me to do that. But here, here I am, you convinced me. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, you, trusting, uh, you trusting me with it. And, and it's a beautiful work. Uh, well, the one thing that I did text you was, I think that it's, I, I, I don't read a ton of contemporary, like most of what I read is, you know, more I'm catching up from the, the worlds beyond in the past. But it's the first thing I read that I was really thinking about the form, about the, the language a lot while I was reading. It's the first thing, I mean, a contemporary thing I've read in a while, that the measurement, the measured thought put into the words, there's a lot of like we use double entendres. I, I texted you one of the double entendres I really loved. I'm not going to quote anything because like I want people to read the book, you know. Um, but they're like double entendres, not in the goofy like way that we do them today. They're subtle and you don't know if they're a double entendre or not. Like I literally, I, I think it's a double entendre, the one I texted you. But it totally, like if you told me that it wasn't, I would believe you. Well, I like, I like the idea of a book that has some, a lot of like puzzles and wordplay and things that like you either know or you don't know, but you know, like I can't, I can't deny or confirm. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely, that definitely plays a large part in my writing and puzzles. Um, when I originally wrote this book, actually, just because you mentioned that it was meant to be an anagram, the story. The idea oh. that you could fold the story into each into itself and that I wanted that kind of like sort of um, Olympian kind of construct. Um, so there are a lot of games. I mean, I, I wrote my way out of that, but that's how sometimes it starts. I can see that with the way, you know, the last, the opening and the closing, the opening yeah. page and a half and the closing page and a half. Yeah, are. I wanted it because it was a lot of this idea of like, anagrams and palindromes and all these things and the doll and putting it back together and I wanted her like her subconscious and her to like you know she's living her the, the mistakes her mom made and everything all over mm. again what do you think brings you to the device maybe idea of of a palindrome of an anagram like that do you think it's a formal do you think it's something that you saw formally well, and in this were... case, it came directly from some of the like artistic references that like I, I do a lot of research before I clearly write, yeah. um, before I like actually write the narrative and it like sort of all coalesces. And one of the things was this uh, quote from Hans Bellmer about re like he has all those fucked up photos of the doll and the body parts of the doll 
mixed up and rearranged and he talks about that and the body as an anagram and I wanted her to be her and the doll and the anagram and the sex and all of those things to be sort of intertwined okay so that was a Hans Belmer and Unica Zern also his like partner um or I guess you could say he he was her partner um yeah uh, did a lot of stuff like that too and she had this, has this really great book I think when she, I forget the title of it exactly but like I was really interested in their work and that's where the anagram first came from I like the idea of you know of mirroring it the the form yeah I mean I'm still I literally just finished it so I'm like I went through, there was a moment. Wait, how did some, it make you feel at the end? Not what you thought. I didn't, did I didn't, uh, I did jump a little bit in that, you know, the final paragraph of that scene. I'm not going to like the thing that happens. Uh, <laughs> I, I highlighted that and I, um, that was another example of like the first thing that I said to you about how you, how you pass time, you know, how you, mm-hmm. how you use language to show passage of time. And I really like that. And you used that there and with, you know, the next thing he said. Um, and I did feel like a little, I was just, I didn't feel that coming. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I literally, I just read it. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like deciding how I feel. Um, I definitely like more than anything in the book, I reacted, I reacted uniquely to that part okay. as anything else. I laughed in other parts. I had art, you know, uh, like the Rogue Grier stuff and the Duras stuff. Like I, I connect to our, you know, philosophically, um, I made notes about language, but that was, that was the time, that was the only, that was the only time I had the feeling that I had in that moment. I thought that we were headed in a different, um, I thought there was another man who was going to show up. Yeah. I thought, I thought the other older man was going to be the final, you know, thought i'm trying to do this without like (laughs) (laughs) giving it to anyone else yeah exactly like no spoiler alert like i'm trying to to yeah um i thought that that so so you dangled that and so what's cool about the writing is that you dangle this thing that can happen and i didn't understand so for the first you know third of the book i was like not sure if i was lost or not because I wasn't sure if I was supposed to know things that I wasn't sure if I knew yet. And then I was just going with it. I was just like, very unconscious, right? Yeah. So I didn't know if I was supposed to know when, whatever this, I think I could say, like, I didn't No, actually, I don't even want to, um, like who was talking at what times. And I would find myself, wait a second, you just used a different pronoun or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was listening to like a female or something like that. Um, and 
it was sometime, you know, almost halfway through where I, where I settled in and I got the, 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 the sort of not structure, but, um, I don't know, uh, how the story is being told. Mm. And then I was, when they go to a place that we have seen before, I was like, wait, this is the place that we have seen before, right? Like, yeah, but I, yeah. but I don't know, but is it supposed to be, or is this like, so I wasn't sure. And then I, I, I became positive when the last mention of that connection occurs. I didn't think that was going to be the last mention of that connection. I thought that that was going to be the, you know, I thought that's where the book was headed. Right. Um, but I see what you're doing by not wrapping it there because that's, that wouldn't be the way that if you were, if you're doing an anagram of the other light of the mother, that's not how it worked out. And that's probably not how this character, this character's not actually going to tie those threads Yeah. in the way that I, I, I yeah, I didn't think about it that way until, yeah, but I understand. So we're left with seeing descriptions of characters from, there's, there's a, on, on the website, on the blurb, it's a, a chorus yeah the characters yeah everyone and loves the chorus it's cool it's a cool device i like it and i know those people you know we're both new yorkers <laughs> like, i know those people that's what everyone says it's the first thing everyone says which is just so funny about human nature yeah i know those offices i know those people yeah and, and, no, and there, it's across the board for industry as well you know it's not like oh this is just art world it's like publishing it's music it's any right. kind of like cultural machine operating in our system that part do you, is that is that a part that you're okay talking about like your experience and how it went i don't i don't want to like give away anything in the book but are, is oh, that yeah. chorus I mean, of characters it's not can... auto fiction i know i'm gonna face that question a lot but sure. it is fiction i mean of course there are things that i've experienced that informed and things my friends have parts of it but it's not like me just dressed up as this character so um, you worked at vogue in new york right not paris yeah so you yeah. moved from Paris. You, you were in New York as a kid, moved to Paris at 12, you said, right? 11. 11. And then moved back and worked at Vogue. And the book has, the, the main character works at an, for an art gallery. And there's just, you know, it's like a caddy chorus of, I, I don't know what, you know, what word to use. Caddy is probably not a good word to use. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but just they're gossipy and they're mean to her and talk behind her back and are dismissive to her face and un, not, not, not warm. And there's interstitials throughout the book of this, of these characters and their reflections on the primary story. And then they also come in and out of the diegetic narrative where we'll 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 go aside and we'll hear from them but then we'll also like it'll collide and plot will happen with them as well and it's a cool flip your writing shifts dramatically when you go from perspective to perspective i like it 
it's fun. Who do you like the best? You like the chorus the best? Huh. Um... Some people are like, I hate everyone, which is fair too. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't I'm, think you're uh... supposed to necessarily like anyone. I don't, I don't hate any of them. No, I don't hate any of them. I, I see it very much as, as they're just people, you know, they're just, you're, you're not crafting elaborate, uh, you know, these aren't caricatures. These aren't um, satire, you know, these aren't satiric versions of people that you had in the office. These are pretty regular. And because yeah, I think they're- that's important too is that they are just like you know gray gray area people right like I, I i don't have something that i was thinking about as i'm winding down the book i'm like i know that the book is ending in a few minutes you know and like this could go on for much longer of course but this is what she's choosing to present to me and how would i summarize this character this main character to another and it's, you know, it's, it's like if you asked me how I would explain, you know, my friend Rachel, like, I, I have some stuff to say, but she, you know, she's just a person. She's not like, it's not like some dramatic, like, crazy description. It's, her conflicts are very relatable. I mean, I think Who, that's probably... I'm happy to hear you say that because I don't want them to be like these. Obviously, the chorus is like a like a caricature of many people, which is almost made okay because it's a plural. But I don't want the other. I mean, the other ones they're just human, like they're messy human, right. you know. And like Christopher's an asshole, but yeah. like you can see also the attraction of like this kind of like sort of you know, dismissive genius character. Like you can see both sides of all of the, the players. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, again, I don't wanna, well, no, if I say this, then I'm like giving something away. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you just don't caricature anyone. I don't know, how do, you, how do you feel? You might not have, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but like, how do you, you ask me like, do I hate anyone? Do I, you know, how do you feel about them? Do you hate any of them? No, I mean, I don't, because in general, I'm like, I don't, I don't usually put people in like, good or bad. Um, I sort mm. of, you know, I, yeah. it's like, they're the everyone's nuanced. And it's just like, if they're your, um, kind of like how you feel around them. Um, yeah. Or um, what, um, you know, your instincts. I mean, a lot of stuff for me is just really intuitive like I couldn't say it's a science like and I think the book's about that too it's like you can't really moralize some of these things you know like that comes from an antiquated system of trying to control um so I think that they're all very like I mean I can see enjoying all of them in different ways um and I can see wanting to be accepted by the chorus as well like no one's completely, and I'm not running away from anyone, but that's probably also speaks to my rec recklessness of like running straight forward into, <laughs> into situations. In, that in what way? Wouldn't. 
what's what, what's what's an example maybe, of we're that? not going to talk astrology but like maybe that's an aries thing aries okay i can see that i my, yeah. my ex-girlfriend's an aries oh the ex-girlfriend who i was talking to you about this morning the one who you, oh, yeah. your book reminded me of yeah. there's a line yeah, I mean, that it's a very, reminded me yeah it's a very aries thing to do i'm starting to realize like i just thought i that to like have that kind of um perspective so which character so you, you think matilde runs into situations no, I just or mean doesn't like this idea of sort of um impatience and like non-judgmental and just sort of like not gathering the facts before you yeah. you know i think that I mean, you know <laughs> so i didn't i wasn't expecting to assign star signs to the characters i need some time for that <laughs> oh that's funny yeah that's like a <laughs> yeah i wonder <laughs> what do you think matilde would be i mean Definitely a fire sign, probably. Okay. I don't know which one, but yeah, for sure. I'm She's Leo, definitely so that, I'm, I'm that, that into the yang of like the watery Gretchen. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, she. The, I mean, Gretchen, yeah, like she just. She lets things happen. She's very. Yeah, which, very is, the passive, exact, which yeah. is the exact opposite of like a fire sign who makes shit happen yeah. versus the person who lets it happen, which is very water. And making things happen isn't necessarily a good thing either. It's like in our culture, we have this idea of like a Nike slogan, like Just making it, like yeah. things happen like that. Like that's not what exactly I mean. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's more like wanting control of events versus living in a kind of more chill way. It's not like you're this great, you know, success story because you make things happen yeah because she's doing things that are not necessarily productive or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you nice can make a or, lot of things happen yeah do you see her this is something i would have to marinate on a little bit but do you see her as you know premeditated Wait, oh i don't think she's very calculated i think the book is about calculated people but I don't think she's the one who is calculated. So she's she's innocently going into the room and it I mean, she's not innocent, up. but she's certainly naive. Okay. But what's funny enough is she doesn't realize how not naive she is in her assessment of things. I see what you mean. Like she tells us a story that's not naive, but she acts naively. Yeah, she gets the people she's in the room with she sees them for who they are but she yeah but she can't but that's that's where the but the, she suffers the same consequences she can't, oh, sorry that was my low battery no she can't um she can't she can't put into practice yet maybe she's just not old enough that's why it's like a young girl story she can't put into practice how to handle those things she sees she's 24 in the book like her mom yeah like around there when yeah. it starts yeah yeah, because she... And then she's in her 30s, like, towards the... She's getting towards 30 in the end. Okay. Oh, it's that... Oh, yeah, I, I guess, though, because you jump back and forth in time. Right, okay. I like that, you know, you don't use... Yeah, I mean, I like anything that doesn't... Uh, sensationalize. It's not, you know, extraordinary character and extraordinary situation, which is like everyone, 
everyone's told not to do that in 101 and then like every everything is that yeah no i mean i think that to me is, is like the most important thing about and that's probably why most people will think it is auto fiction is because it's not like anything like cataclysm there's no it's not like i mean it's like a, there's not like this great plot line yeah i mean that's what like i can't really even do a great character assessment to someone like I, it would like I was saying, like I, it's just she's you know a person, like she's regular. Yeah, I mean maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's me not being a great writer, not giving them no, a dimension. I so. But I think no, they and not have in that sense, of- not in that sense. Like okay. I just mean you're not. Um, no, okay, that's maybe me just not introducing like how I think no, of that that's- idea. I don't think that has like I, I I'll, I'll say to extend what I said before about extraordinary character extraordinary situation you know we're told make extraordinary character an ordinary situation or an ordinary character in an extraordinary situation right. don't do an extraordinary character in an extraordinary situation because then it gets it becomes ridiculous everyone does that anyway what they don't tell you is you could also do ordinary character in ordinary situation and just you know parse and distill and Think well, about, that's how know. I write. It is a distillation. It's funny you say that because I start off with all of these things and then it becomes just di- like that is a distillation is a part of my process, which is why yeah. I think I've taken out a lot of stuff where you can't easily identify or characterize things. But I like having the like ghosts left of those things, you know, but that's that's the the, the important stuff. I think that there's another, ver- there's a 500 page version of this book that Definitely. I mean, has descriptions I tell people, and I'm like, yeah, exposition. it took me seven years and the book is like the smallest book you're going to like, but it did take me seven years. Did and you I'm write sure more and cut a lot? Written, it could be written a lot. It could, you could tell the same story differently for mm-hmm. sure. How, what was that process like for you? Where did the story start? I mean, I started again trying to do this like fold over sort of scheme and then through time and sort of, you know, and I would have friends read it or, you know, I didn't really trust myself enough and I probably should have. And then I would, you know, think about what they said and what I should do. And it was really like a distillation, like through various phases of, um, and for me, a lot of it again was intuitive. Like I know when something is like, what it's supposed to be. And every time I ignore that, I, it, it ends up blowing up in my face. So it was like, I knew when it was done okay. and it was not before that, you know? Right. So, so what go further on your distillation process? Like, I mean, it's literally like you throw all the research, all the images, there are a lot of screenshots, a lot of doubling up, a lot of essays, a lot of everything written down and then it's like you go it literally is like you light the fire underneath the chemistry set and like parts of it are deleted like half of it is deleted you know to get to like the essence of what it's trying to or the rhythm it's trying to have yeah i made a 45 minute film to make a 17 minute film yeah like i like this idea of like a coolness to a book but all the emotion was there. It's just, it took time to get rid of certain things. Did you, okay, that's, so you feel it's less emotional because you're, you're taking well, it Well, she's able, it, there's a lot of objectivity, right. strangely, even so though like, it's well, all these I people guess, speaking. Uh, 
yeah, another way to say what, what another way to frame what I just said is like, does objectivity, does emotion, does, does emotion require subjectivity? Does subjectivity predicate emotion? Does objectivity. And I guess that's the other thing. The book is extremely emotional, although you don't have anyone talking about their emotions, which is interesting. So is Marion bad emotional? Sorry? Is Marion bad emotional to you? Marion? Marion bad. Last year at Marion bad. The film. Oh, 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 oh. Um, no, I mean, I think that's a thing, right? Not to, to, you can be emotional without talking about your emotions. Also, like the idea of the object as the plot line in like a Rogrier story. I mentioned that specifically because, well, first of all, I know that we're both into Robrie, Alain Rogrier and Marguerite Duras. But um, there's a passage in the in the book where there's um, art, art like short essays in in the middle of the book, and one of them is on them, and uh, that's the writer and the, uh, the 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 writer of of two different uh, Alain Rene films that were super connected throughout their careers and would talk on one another, and the New Roman objectivity was something that they would they would take two different sides of kind of and go back and forth but i i find a lot of emotion in objective description and uh i get super emotional on those things like, like in marion bad and you know in the the big overexposed push in on on her i get so i i lose my shit when but I that's you that. have the you have the lux that's not in the script remember that's a camera trick oh i don't remember it, it wasn't in the script right like don't you think that's you're saying like push in like it's like it's like what you're seeing but like is it out of something oh no said? no because no i mean well frankly whatever i'm gonna do a spoiler on marion bad um <laughs> like if you haven't watched last year marion bad first of all like just hit pause and go watch it it's <gasps> on my dropbox like anyone if you really need the link but i think it's on uh criterion and it's like the best fucking thing of all time um you have to watch marion bad so pause and go watch it but um anyway no i i i break down when that scene because i interpret it as um that's a that's her flashing back to a rape and right, right, right. her having uh what, what is the uh, it's not post-traumatic stress disorder it's emdr therapy like like it's like that they do now um it's that that's what i think about you know i think of of, of the suppressed memory that's what i i really take but this is also me thing again too like the suppression yeah. the repression the um that's really emotional but can come out without being explained explicitly yeah so i'm no i mean so we're, we're agreeing that's why that's why i'm i'm what the way that I got onto that is that I think that your writing in its objectivity can be very, the cool description of, of something like that can be much harder hitting than. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. That's someone like, I never, leading she's never onto like, the page, I feel you know? like yeah. you have this, this main character who you're very close with, but she's never like, and I felt like this. Yeah. And I felt bad or, and I felt you never have her telling you that. You know yeah and that's so. that's the mo that's that's extraordinary 
you know, extraordinary character and extraordinary situation telling us how extraordinary it is over and over again. That's what most of what we get is. They right. want to heighten everything well, and they want to tell us that, how heightened it is. I hope that the story, because of the narrative about, you know, domesticity versus stability and the young girl thing, it's almost like I hope that what people are getting from it is like her being like, I'm not extraordinary. This isn't extraordinary. This is the same story that's been told a hundred thousand times before. This is just her version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no part of her. I think the chorus, when I think about the chorus more than anything is why, like, and I guess I know the answer and there is no really good answer because I've experienced it. Like they just do it because they do it. But, you know, they're, they're targeting this person who, like, there's really nothing to target. She's not doing any, she's not like some, um, you know, in, in, the, in the other version of this story, she is this, like, super glamorous, you know, like, getting all this attention, shoving it in everyone's face that all the men around are looking at her, you know, like, or, or at least projecting that image. But she's not really. She's, like, super, you know she's referred to as shy a number of times in different contexts in the book. Um, she's not, I, she's not a traditional, she's not a, um, an obvious object of this kinds of kind of derision. Yeah. But they're doing but it because that's their state. That's what they do. But that's also like, and I also like, don't want to forget that, like, you know, we've all been on either side of that. Yeah. And I think that's what the book tries to like, sort of say as well. Like, it's not like, you know, and the way people react to people is a lot based on their own shit or they're stuck in a system or they feel trapped or they're, um, you know, their want or they want to impress because they want connectivity or they want to, a lot, gossip is, as a connective force, is quite a strong force socially. What's your relationship like with like? schadenfreude and and but both as someone who because we all have our we all do it in some degree and then experiencing it in some degree so so i think the idea of schadenfreude is something that between the two friends gretchen and matilde and then obviously yeah. the chorus like what's well i your think that's an important i mean the book yeah. is a lot about female relationships and when you bring that up i think that's an important thing is that like it also makes very clear that you can have a best friend and there's still some fucked up stuff going on, mm -hmm. you know? It's not like this, like, sort of moral, like, like, um, moralizing story of, like, you treat your best friend with only loyalty and grace, and, like, they're, like, complicated. They're confused about each other. They're real people. And they, well, I don't want to get, but, but you don't, you, you do not demand of yourself to resolve anyone's conflicts you allow them to be what they are yeah i think the most resolution you get is kind of this eerie idea that like the next generation has to deal with your problem <laughs> kind of like this idea i mean it's kind of a really fucked up like even in the, the introduction it kind of gives you the beginning idea behind this but this idea that like I mean, it's very Freudian. There's a lot of psychoanalysis stuff in it, but it's just this idea that you're sort of left with what happened to you as a kid, then affecting your adult relationships, which basically means you're affected by what your parents 
had that affected them in the way you know what I mean and it's like she you're just like left to relive these things in the distillation process was there a central idea a central character a central narrative it was actually yes because part of the narrative was based around uh, ETA Hoffman's story the Sandman which is also meant like connected to Freud's theory on the uncanny and so like there were these ideas that then I wanted to communicate in the story, which I guess is not how probably a lot of people write fiction, but that was how it kind of started. I think it's always, I guess the kind of work that I like tends to have a central idea and it works really well, both like having a central idea is beautiful, but also it makes the thing I, I, I tend to feel it becomes the framework behind the rest of the thing and everything can coalesce around that and you run everything through it like what you were saying before about the distillation process you run everything through this filter yeah I think that's why the book feels cohes- co- you know like there's a cohesion to it even though it's like quite all over the place because it was distilled around know. this sort of central idea even though the idea is never expressed yeah. Yeah. That I mean, I I, I get it because I just did when I made the film recently. That's something that it was like such a big takeaway for me that the central idea becomes so important because I had this you know whole script and we shot a lot more, and then I I didn't really understand like how to make this what I wanted it to be until I realized like, oh, there's a central idea. And then it became very easy. It became easy to cut things and to focus. But that's also because you trusted your intuition because you knew what that central idea was. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't find it at the time. Or and I guess it changed. For, yeah, some yeah. sort of methodical answer as to like, this is the algorithm of what you're going to cut because of X, Y, or Z. You sort of trusted. Sure your instinct knowing now what that idea was. Yeah, it became just a, just a directive of getting an I, I, ideas and feelings across and what became pertinent to getting those mm-hmm. across and everything else, no matter how much I loved it, did, it didn't matter. And that was what was difficult because there was a time where there was stuff that I loved and stuff that was, you know, essential and I didn't know what was more important I didn't know what was what and I was just seeing a bunch of stuff that I felt good with but I didn't necessarily know how to decide I didn't have that yet but then we got there and I think it improved a lot and I think that can make it a lot more emotional I think when I think your book is emotional yeah I think when you move on to a new chapter and a new voice, that's emotional. Like when you don't stay in the house for 50 pages, Mm -hmm. when there's clearly 50 pages of emotions to run through, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, it's really distilled. It's really like a skeleton book, but not because we could fill things in. Yeah. So we don't need it. But that's- So I hope that like, my hope is that if I were to talk to you and like, you know, three weeks, you'd still have, you'd have something, you'd still be thinking about something. Well, yeah, because it's, I guess, a world and you gave us 
broad strokes of it and you gave us also or with something you know strokes. you might come across in the day would remind you of something yeah because it's not filled in right and but you give us the guidelines you give us the broad strokes of like the, you give us the skeleton and then you give us sort of the guidelines of how we we would put the meat on those bones and i could i, I could tell you even though i couldn't necessarily do a bio for matilde what i could do is i could tell you you know I could, I could X things out. I could be like, no, she wouldn't do that. You know, yeah. she wouldn't feel that she wouldn't act that way. You know, I could do that. Or you could, or you might be walking down the street and be like, holy shit, that's, that's, that's a Matilde. Matilde. <laughs> or in your life, you might be like, oh, sure. that's a, cause that's what we do. I definitely you know? know that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly Gretchen's and stuff. I was having a conversation <laughs> that I had to put on hold. Like, I don't know if it was quite Gretchen, but it was maybe the, uh, emotional energy it wasn't the same wateriness but it was like um the same idea that matilde gives us internally where gretchen something will be happening between them and she'll realize oh 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 i'm having a different conversation than she is because she is just focused on this on something that she's in crisis over and they're talking about, you know, dinner. That but... happens to me so much, if I'm honest, on both ends, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how many times will I be talking to someone and you know that they're like calling you or texting you because they want to talk about this specific situation, yeah. right? But it's hidden in like other things. Yeah. Because we're, we're all very self-obsessed, no, no matter what, you know, we teach ourselves how to deal with it. But like we're fixated, especially neurotic people, on what's going on in our lives. Yeah. And people feel that, right? Especially people who are really so empathetic. I I, ticked, I, I, uh, I set someone off accidentally, like a few hours ago, like one of my good friends, and I like said I said something that was like innocent. But are you sure, could... or was it like? Oh no no no! I mean, she like went off kind of, and she wasn't oh. like, like I I said something, like flippantly. That but was I, it your unconscious trying in a, some way to instigate, perhaps? No, it was really with love. Okay. And if anything, with um, lack of care and consideration on my part for that she might be hypersensitive about something. And I was walking into a tornado and I didn't realize. And I, I was just, you know, talking to my really good friend who I can joke around with and not being super careful. And I didn't, and then she, she, you know, went on a whole text spree and. Wait, so this was a text, not a phone conversation. Correct. You got to be really careful with text, my friend. I'm like, I, I, I'm like I, the new generation of like anti-texter. I'm telling yeah. you, I think people should start I'm all for the phone call. I mean, I maybe, another... it's I'm, maybe it's because I write like this that I say that. Because, like, everything That's, gets yeah. lost. But, like, I mean, I think it's, like, a disaster waiting to happen. I'm not surprised this happened over well, text. Th th this was she a person who... She couldn't have gotten who... the nuance of what you were saying. It was, it was the combination of that and she's literally, like, she's in therapy right now about what I wasn't aware, all? kind of about where she's at and i i mean yeah like we're all but she's hyper focused on this thing that i accident like a topic that i accidentally stepped into and okay. i did it without 
consideration for like, this is a sensitive zone. And I spoke using language that it wasn't like bad language. It was just like not language that was sensitive to if she's in, you know, hypersensitive right. mode. And, yeah. um, and she, so, you know, I related that to Gretchen because Gretchen like treats Mathilde with this hyperactive, you know, kinetic wildness often. And we'll give like five, you know, you'll give like five lines of dialogue before Mathilde realizes, oh, she is having a moment, you know? <laughs> and then Mathilde distills the moment and realizes, yeah, it's, oh, it's she like, must it's have, did you like, text him like, again? You know? Even when you have conversations with your girlfriends, you're like, oh shit, this isn't about me. Exactly, yeah. Right? So it's well, so that's like what that. I was doing today. And I was trying to navigate where like, yes, I want to apologize for being flippant with my, mm -hmm. with my words. I was doing it to like one of my best friends and didn't realize I had to be, you know. But you're also unloading on me right now about something that well, that's has like, nothing that's to problem. do with- I recently had a situation like that too. And it's just like, then you both become, it becomes a- um, what do you call it? A standoff because yeah, like I, I could take responsibility, but I would honestly except that be, the other person already lost it for, you know, over, you know, yeah, that's always right. a hard. Yeah. That's, I feel awkward because if I take responsibility, I'm doing it almost disrespectfully. Like I'm dismissing her in a way. If I just, if I just own it, if I just say, right. Well, that's why it's sometimes my fault. Yeah, that's why that's sometimes the easier. It's like a manipulation sometimes. Yeah, to just exactly. Do that. Yeah, it's a very. I think I think men do that oh, to yeah. avoid the conflict. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, men either do that. We're or actually they taught don't to do that. Like we're don't. we're raised taught to do that. It's a cliche. It's like your wife's always right. You know, just 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 let her. You know, just let her. Like we're we're. It's like in movies. You know, it's like a cliche. It's like a joke. But it's also because that's like if we teach our I mean if we if women are teaching their their sons that I also feel like it's setting them up for failure because I don't think it's nice yeah well also it's just like it's not I mean if you really want to get into the dynamics of romance it's like incredibly boring romance is boring no like to have a partner who's like you're right you're like you want to oh, totally, have the actual yeah. conversation I mean that's why I said back to her I said I took responsibility for my part but yeah. then also said because I love her and I respect her. And right. I do actually want to like be constructive. I don't care to dismiss the conflict. Right. I care that's about what I this mean. conflict. Like, this is a person that's what that I, mean. I do want to, to grow like, I mean, the book's also about that. It's easy to keep things, you, it can exist on different planes. It's easy to keep things here and mm -hmm. nobody talks about what's really going on. But there is something really Gretchen going on. Gretchen and Mathilde on. don't really help each other through either of their situations they just become companions they just you know they're just riding they're literally like sharing hotels while they're doing these things that are self-destructive and they're not you know intervening or providing perspective in any in any way i mean they're they're, it's, maybe it's a bit codependent too that they both have to be spiraling but since they're spiraling next to each other yeah. It feels a little better. Yeah. You know, I mean, also like, I don't know, like it's really hard to write a character that 
off that's moralizing or offers I just think because like and maybe people aren't because people aren't really like we like you said like people aren't really there's always a bit of self-interest mm-hmm. in someone's take or or experience I mean every experience is based like I think that's why maybe the voices work well of like the characters being the different first person voices is because it also makes very clear that we all no matter how compassionate no matter what a great artist or writer you are like it's all from a lot of the world is viewed from the place of I and all of these characters are seeing the situations from their eye you know so we never we never learn about the we never got the final eye regarding why that dinner didn't happen i thought that was i was but it's also like because we all have regrets too you know i can't decide if it was if it was known or not i have to think about it maybe i have to go back and 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 see if there's hints but that was super that that i think is the big that that last eye that you didn't give. I was wondering the, the for the but rest. But I think of the book. that that to me is the only reason that life is even exciting, though. Is like is like if you want to say it like that, like the final eye that you don't give. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like we all are going to have those have those. I guess it's like it's when like, you don't get the closure on the relationship, also. Right. I mean, which wouldn't satisfy you anyway. Right. But that's like, I guess that's kind of what that question is too. And that's something I really struggle with as a person who has control issues is like leaving the door open. This book leaves every door open. You know? So was this something that was like for you as a, as a person, was this sort of an exorcism was leaving all those doors open an exorcism of your control issues in real life? I mean, I think so in the same way that like, um, yeah, I mean the book, the distillation is just as much exorcism as distillation, just to be, to be clear, I would call, you could call it either. Um, but I have used that word myself, which is funny that you say it. Um, but yeah, I think it is. And I think the distillation into the coolness is also me reacting to the fact that I'm the opposite in real life. One thing that I said to you when we first spoke uh, about not this, but actually, no, no, it was right after I started reading. Um, I said, you have to have done so many things to write the way that you write. So now that I've, I've finished the book, I think, you know, what that's about is like, in order to understand the value and or the lack of value of closure that doesn't really exist, therefore the value of not demanding closure you have to have lived a lot to know that you don't need to complete the thread because the thread isn't it doesn't complete it doesn't happen that way I mean my mom has literally been telling me that since I was like four (laughs) like I think you like hit the nail on that like I was like the four-year-old being like what like but this isn't like right this is not just like but like Steph, you're not going to get closure. You're not going to be able to put the pieces together. Justice doesn't exist like that. Like, like I think it's yeah. like it's like a making peace with that too. Which is like a re- which is why it's a good maybe, reason to write a book. 
Sorry? It's a great reason to write a book. I mean, I, I didn't, I never know that I'm intending to do that, but obviously that ends up happening because of something, you know? So I feel like, I feel like, yeah, maybe the book is about romantic relationships too and not having closure and how fucking painful that is and how it repeats itself. Cause that's something everyone has experience with. Yeah. Who do you show first? What do you mean? When you, when you, when you're ready to have the book read, who's your first reader? That's a hard question because it's changed. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what it'll be for the next book. Um, I don't really have a person yet that is that person. Okay. Maybe it'll find itself out. Um, but like I said, I have a new way of dealing with that where I really don't want to show things. You know, I, I, I made that mistake so much when I was young of showing things that weren't ready or weren't, you know, it's all out of insecurity and like, yeah, you know, the need for feedback. I've done the same thing. I think I'm done, but I just became done like over the last few months. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a, well, I don't know, actually maybe similar, but I like hadn't, I, I made films when I was younger and then stopped for a while. And uh, did your thing cut off? Yeah. Sorry. I have 10%, okay. but we're good. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I just like, I like took a break and I, not took a break, but I like went and made stuff in more music and like, I was less precious about it. And then since I've been making stuff that I, you know, really, really like my art, um, there was a process again to get there and it took a minute to get to the plate. Like now, like the, the script that I'm finishing now, like, I don't think I'm going to show anyone. Like the actors will get it and right. that's it. Right. And yeah, but like this, like I needed, I needed, there were two people who I needed to tell me that I had written the thing that was like the thing that they knew I needed to write. And then once I did that, I was able to, you know, sort of do it again a couple more times. And then through doing it again a couple more times, I learned um, how to, you know, what that was. Like first right. I did it just by like getting there somehow. I didn't understand the road, but I ended up there and I'm like, oh, okay, now let me get my surroundings. And like, now I know how to get there. And right. now that I've done it, and now I just, I don't think I give a shit. Like no one's read the current script and I don't think I have to show it to anyone. I think I'm just going to make it. I mean, I think maybe that's also we're at similar points probably in our lives in terms of like the, I mean, I feel like that's just something you have to like sort of grow up to learn. Right. Well, I feel very much, you know, we talked about naivete and all that the other day and yeah, like I redid that stage recently. Yeah. I like when I like regressed myself yeah. to I mean, go back to find out what I, what I cared about when I was 19, you know? All right. Ma, I think that's been happening to a lot of people too. Um, and it happens throughout your life over and over again. Um, Where was that for you on this seven year timeline of this book? <laughs> like every week. I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm always like re or like flag like flagellating myself and then re 
re going back to, I mean, I think it's like a, it's a constant thing. What state of um, mind do you find you write in? Uh, I, I don't really, I just, I look at it like a, a pra like you have to do it. Like you're not allowed okay. to like not do it, you know, it's, like you wake up, it's your job. It's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not like, Oh, let me wait till my muse come, you know, like it's like you sit down, you do it. You might delete it all later, mm -hmm. but you do the work. Do you always, do you always get something down? I mean, yeah. Even if it's like, like when I started this new book, like I, I think I deleted like 3000 words just because it was like, someone was like, why don't you just cut and paste and keep them? And I was like, no, I just had to delete them. Which yeah, was kind of stupid, but um, yeah, I just think you do. And then, you know, the distillation, I mean, I'm balancing sometimes publishing projects, journalism and writing, like working on a long form. Like I'm trying to also learn if I'm better served to not be doing that or if, if I'm some people are better served to be juggling things like I'm sort of trying to figure that out um right but yeah like for now I I've been doing like you know two or three hours every day but only because I can now because my children have camp all of a sudden <laughs> oh good <laughs> so that's nice I find that, that that balance is something that I think about a lot with the, do I want to surround the ideas with tangential ideas that might lift the ideas? Or do I want to hone in 100% on this idea and just be fully focused? I think focused? it's also like, lately I've been thinking a lot about like what you take in. Cause I find, mm -hmm. like I always thought that like all these people I admired who were super talented were like making sure they were taking in everything in the moment. But I actually realized that they're not and they make active choices about what it is they do take in, unless you're like a culture reporter or whatever, like that's actually not the way of going about it, which was like a revelation for me. So um, go, go further on that. Like what's your, yeah. Like, like just that like you protect in? that, like whatever you're, whatever you're coming up with and you protect that in the same way you choose the kind of people you want to be around. You're like, choosing what images to take in or choosing like it's not necessarily unless that's your job like I guess it was my job for some time but like it's not you're not best served like you know watching every program or watching every you know it's not like that mm -hmm. like that's been a really tough thing to swallow but it's kind and that's also means like getting off of you know certain like it just means like really trying to be careful about what you're letting come in has any of that been affected during the last few months during like quarantine yeah I think like just that? because we're all so hyper aware of it but it's been harder for like a lot of my friends have been like I've watched all these movies and I mean I'm just like I watch movies on my phone while I'm running after my kid like I like I you know like I I have a friend like will you watch this for me like I do I mean I'm super lucky in in tons of ways but like the like sustained creative time is not something I've had until recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been a different time for all of us. Yeah. I'm, everyone uh, has their own, you know, thing that's been going on. I'm about to leave Mexico on Saturday. Oh really? I going was, back to New York? Yeah. I'm going back to New York. It's like, I feel like a lot of people are now officially doing the, I'm coming back to New York situation I, I was feeling really good about it like when you and I spoke 
on Friday, I think that was. Like I was feeling good about the idea of it. And then yesterday was this like crazy day from yesterday was like the busiest day of my there's so many flies here right now. Yesterday if I lose was, you, it's because my thing's gonna die, but I think we're okay. Well, do you want to pause and get a charger or no? <laughs> no, that'll take forever. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're better off going as long as we can. Okay. Um so I just I, I felt like regular world energy yesterday and it but that scared wasn't me great? no oh really like See, chaotic I... like people talking a mile a minute sending stream of consciousness texts about work stuff um you gotta work on these texts with friends yeah <laughs> i mean yesterday i got like i work with a producer who that's how he communicates and it drives me nuts and like i need my to... voice notes with all these people it would be worse because then I no, have to be. No, then you get the you can listen and you get like the nuance and you can do it without having to be. I don't know. Maybe it's worth well, a try. It's not for this person. It's not miscommunication. It's too much communication, and you get I get all of it. So oh. he works it out while he's typing. Oh, that's your function. <laughs> and he just he just you know. So I I try and say to him, pause, complete the thought, and then write it down. You know don't just send me 30 in a row. Um, so it was like, I was having that while a friend was talking, you know, it was like, I was just doing a lot of things at once. And because I was like letting the world back in a little more, I'm, I'm gearing up to like be shooting. And I'm also like, I was doing like a couple like friends, like webinar things, like one on the anti-Judaism stuff that's been happening and one on like things that I'm are like, I've been insulating myself, separating myself from for months that I've just been like allowing more space for over the last few days in preparation of like being social again. I've really, I've been by myself for five months and I did not like it. I'm not going to lie. I did not like it. I do not want that chaotic all over the place energy. I like focus and quiet and I like doing one or two important things a day and having tea and like being focused. But and you, now, can do, you can do that. I know. So that's where I'm at is like, I, okay. I need to like pull back and yeah. assess how I'm going to receive these things, this energy. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to get back into the eight meetings a day. I don't want that. I don't want to assume, you know, I don't want everyone to assume access to me and talking constantly. I don't want to do that. So you could just be a writer and lock yourself in a room all day and talk to no one and just become really like, that's, that's a whole nother story. I mean, I've been, I've been in this, I showed you where I am. Like, that's what I've been doing basically. Like everyone here socializes. I'm the only one that doesn't. I just go from my house to the ocean and and don't it's talk to anyone nice. and come back. You're lucky. I love it. Yeah. Very lucky. Uh, before before uh, you die, your phone dies or, or your computer, uh, talk about Semiotext. It's really one of my favorite publishers. How did that come into the picture for you? I know you've like interviewed, uh, you know, Chris Krause and people like that over the years. So yeah, tell me how that came into your life. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't, it's like a dream come 
true. Yeah, congrats. Um, it's really awesome. Thanks. Um, you know, it, she under, she understood the book. She got the book. She was interested in it. Um, and she wanted to publish it. And I feel so lucky. Um, it's not a book for everyone or that's easy to, um, to stomach in some ways. And it needs the right sort of understanding of and sort of allowance too for things that might not be conventionally, um, you know, successful or striking, I guess. Um, I don't know, this book just taught me a lot about also the people who sort of believe in you along the way in like a really kind of like wonky sense, do you know what I mean? Versus mm -hmm. the ones who are willing to like help you figure it out or just be there for like when the stuff is good, you know? Um, and I just feel really lucky that they're my publisher and it's in this tradition of a lot of things I really respect and admire and yeah, it's been, it's been really, it's been really great. Um, I couldn't be happier about that. Yeah. It's, I mean, I had, I had another writer from the publishing house, Natasha Stagg on last month. I'm a big Natasha. fan of, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of of pretty much everything. I have another, um, what's the word? Uh, the, the, the one one of the capitalism books is is next on my uh, Jackie next Wang. On my list. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna read that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The semi text is very like exploratory and examining on on capitalism in general. There's there's well, like this a, book is also a critique of that, obviously hidden in like. Um, you can think, look about it, look at it completely opposite, but it's very much an awareness of being stuck in that, those, you know, that world, like, and what that means. Although no one ever explicitly says it, which I think is really important, but I mean, I think it, it's pretty clear that that's there too. How do you, how do you feel about where our capitalist society comes out of this period? Oh my God, I can't even begin to comment on that. I don't know enough. I'm not, I haven't read enough. I have a lot more. No, I don't um, even think that matters. No, I, I disagree. I think that all of this stuff out there, you know, I think you know, well, you know what you know. Like, I don't think it's about educating yourself by reading The Atlantic and, you know, other no, random op-eds No, but I mean, in terms of stuff. theory and things, I would like to be more, I guess, prepared to answer that question. Um, okay. And I have a great respect for people who discuss it as their, you know, their focus. Um, Fair. And I, yeah, I think I can comment on it obliquely through my jokes and my, and my, <laughs> my, not my writing, but I'm not sure I can give you a great, you know, succinct answer otherwise. Are you, are you just prepping for the release right now or are you, are you, it's a creative time? halfway through my next book. Amazing. Wow. That's exciting. Okay. Is that, or, you know, don't even tell me anything. Yeah. But I, I'm excited to read it. Yeah. That's really it's cool. A, it's okay. different. It's different. But it's also very, very similar and different in other ways. Um, yeah. But that's been really sustaining for me is just doing the research like for that, because that's something I've been able to do like every 15 minutes if I have some, you know, like, or I'll run, I'll hide in the bathroom, you know, and I'll like read something and then screenshot it or like 
so, so what kinds of things that, do you research do you read oh like uh, that's a lot of my books start off like a ton of research visual and um it's just like anything surrounding the original conceit like for example there was the in the other book there was the freud there was the hoffman text there were all these other texts there's that mike kelly text all those mike kelly texts that catalog like all these other things that um you know become a part of the the beginning and then the distillation um and luckily like for me like a lot of films or visuals from films are interesting to me i think because of the way i write as well and um all those kind of things i can take in in like small bits and pieces when i can mm -hmm. it's like it's not like i can like really like God, I would love to like go to the library or like sit in an office or, but like it hasn't been that way for the past couple of months. Sure. Yeah. Well, sometimes there's that effect sort of back to what you were saying about um, surrounding yourself with ideas or focusing. And in a way, sometimes those bite size, like I did something, um, I watched a few mainstream films over this period in like one scene at a time and it totally changed like the I, I i learned all these different things about them from doing it in this kind of like new context and five minutes at a time like i watched mission impossible and the avengers think, like but i five think, and I think like i think all that stuff's really important i don't think it should be dismissed either because it's like i mean it says a lot about a lot of different things i think having a lack of pretension in what you take in is sometimes good too, you know? Like, I'm glad sure. that you're saying that because it's like not always like, you know, X, Y, Z book or whatever that's going to teach you something. Oh yeah, totally. And just like, if you think about, so, so like I read your 200 page book in, you know, three sittings over three days, you, obsessed you know over words and paragraphs for you know at times years like the avengers like these five minute sequences that like we might be like not even we might be looking at our phone you know during the during that sequence or whatever like if you're watching the three-hour movie like you're not really in it the whole time but if you watch it five minutes at a time it's actually closer to the people who made it and that's any movie i'm not just talking about avengers but yeah. um like I have a 17 minute film and I I've like gone fr you know frame by frame and and then and then someone just watches it and they're kind of like chilling you know so when you know the amount of of care and detail that went into these tiny the the the, the cut the instant cut the sentence that you wrote like you sat for hours days months years over this sentence and someone just reads it and skims it kind of like what if they read your book paragraph at a time like it's a different experience and we do that in school you know we do that academically sometimes i guess some of us i don't know but there's just it's a different experience because the care was put in there is an hour worth of thought for you know one minute of avengers that's that's doable and 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 it could be anything you know marion bad like the highest but you know what life. when i hear that it's also funny to think about in terms of like funds like if you just if you just divided the amount of money that went into the production of that oh my god 
by time, you know, and then versus a writer, oh. the amount, like, it's just, it's very sad and depressing, but also interesting in a way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty you know? wild, right? Well, it's a value system, you know? Yeah. I think but about it's just it really funny, universally. Like, to think about, like, if you're going to, like, talk about calculating time, put mm-hmm. it, you know, and resources. Seven years to in. make the 200-page book. Like the seven years you spent yeah. <laughs> writing like like a tiny, tiny, it's probably just like it shows how not how unintelligent I am. No, I mean, <laughs> it took it's that long, but um, I, things also take time to happen, you know. I love the the you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I do this. I apologize for not being more articulate sometimes. Like I, I didn't have time to write a short letter, you know. Like, what is that? The Mark Twain quote or something? Walt Whitman? I don't know. One of those right. people. But like, I totally, like, the, I, I, I get, the, 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 the more I write, the less I write. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. The more I mean, in the groove I, I am, the closer to synthesis. When I, when I send people messages to, like, I mean, like, like not doing the thing your producer's doing. Yeah, I was about to say, like, can you tell my <laughs> friend to do that? <laughs> He might find it serves him a lot better not to do that, but I mean, maybe I, I, I told him, I said, can, you know, please, I said it, I tried to say it at first, like, get, like giving an excuse, like, Hey, I'm on a FaceTime and you keep flashing the notification. Uh-huh. I don't want to mute you. So can you just like send me a text when you have the complete thought instead of sending me 17 texts in a row? That isn't <laughs> why I wanted to say it. I wanted to say it, dude, can you please like, compose yourself you know and communicate with me when you've thought first not think out loud to me oh, that's not a totally your girlfriend different you know story. <laughs> so he he said something to me this morning that I've yet to because I had calls all morning and I didn't have to respond and he knew I had calls all morning and he said that um I'm not being disrespectful. Like, I don't even care if he listens to this, like, cause I'm, I'm super communicative to him in this way. And I'm and like lovingly, but he said like, you know, there, there, there will be redundancy when, you know, with two hyper communicative, communicative people. And I have to like respond to him and be like, man, you know, love you. But like, I don't communicate like this with anyone else. I am, I have, and that's part of why yesterday I was like so drained because I am adapting to his energy. I'm so raw because I've been so like, like quiet and slow that I am so uh, vulnerable. Like, like uh, what's the word? Not influential, like. uh, Absorbent. Yeah. Absorbent, but like impressionable. Yeah. To other people's energy. And I, I need to get back to like my strong but quiet energy. So like when he talks a mile a minute, I I talk a mile a minute, and like I don't oh, talk. So like I don't, you're like you, it's like when you someone you co-opt people's accents when they start speaking to you. I don't. You I, no, no, I don't, I don't do that. This is just when he. What happens is I care so deeply about the communication happening, and I see it spiraling. And I have to course correct. I feel compelled to course correct while it's happening. And like in you order guys to should course talk correct, on the phone and not text. No, I can't. I did that. And then I tried to move it to text. 
because when oh, I'm on the phone with him, it takes see. two okay. hours. <laughs> I see. I moved it to text. I stopped <laughs> letting him call me. And that I backfired st- on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we were on the phone. I, I, I used to go to bed until this happened. I used to go to bed at sunset every night for the last few months. And now all of a sudden I'm up until 2 a.m. every night. Because the last guy? Well, we've been on call basically every time the day goes by and then we don't get on the, on the phone until late and it ends up going two hours. And the last thing I do before bed is get exhausted on a call about, you know, on a work call. But the work calls like 12% work and, you know, 88% like randomness and I just I don't do that so so Hollywood you're so Hollywood look at this I don't I don't want it is the thing that that's what I need to I'm like trying to figure out like what what I can do to stay in my like I don't want it I don't want to be in the like you know oh you're gonna go let's go do this Uh, I don't I don't I don't know I don't want that I want to be quiet I want to just make stuff and I don't know I was talking to my other filmmaker friend yesterday who has spent the last few years fundraising and he's he's done three films and he's like done like he doesn't want to raise money for his films he doesn't want to he just wants to take jobs now he's like yeah I feel weird you know I don't think I'm going to be like that I don't think I'm going to get burnt out in that way but he made three feature narratives like this you know decade or whatever and I was like, why don't you just shoot something, man? Like, you know, you got people who will support you. Like, you don't need a lot of money. And he's like, you know, I've done that now. And like, it didn't move the needle. And I don't know, he seemed in like a, like a weird place. And he just wants to take gigs. That's what a lot of people get to. They just want to get gigs. They do their art for a while. And then I'm they not just good take at gigs. gigs. I'm not good at doing what I'm told. What do you think that, do you, are you going to be full-time writing books from this point, you think? Or are you going to keep um, doing? Well, I have different well, things have that I do, like, yeah. you know, I'll always do some journalism, some interviews. I like doing different things. I have the publishing project. That's a whole small nother. Small press is, or you describe what small press is. You, you can do it um, It's just um, a tiny publishing house, I guess is how you would say it, that, um, sort of specializes in artist books for children and works in translation. And then we publish and distribute them. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's just another another part of what I do um, that causes me to function better in the world as like a normal, you know. I mean, if I could, I would write, like I would love to have like really strange but I can't really have those kind of habits because of I have a you know children I have to take care of and like all this kind of structure. So like I don't have this sort of fantasy hermit writers sort of situation, you know. But um, the uh, the mix that is that's your why fantasy also though. Those, sorry, what? That that's your fantasy, the 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 hermit writer thing. Probably, but I mean, so um, that's like my Correa's thing, yeah. So you see, so that's why you're like, yeah, yeah. That's what I've been doing. I've had five. Months. I don't really need that much social contact. I like just need a couple of people I like, and I like having ideas and exchanges. But I mean, I guess everyone would say that. But I don't really miss like 
I don't know. That's really just not my, my thing. Um, I, but... I'm similarly like, I, I'm not amped about coming back and like being able to, you know, push the limits of how much I can socialize during the pandemic. Yeah, that's that's like, not a priority think... to me. It's really, I'm really not that into that, to be honest. Um, I want sushi. I want to go to movie theaters. Other than that, like, I'm not, I don't care about society. <laughs> I know, but we're so lucky. There's so much stuff going on that's so fucked up, you know? Like, yeah. I feel bad even, like, saying, saying that, like, it's been cool that I could get done what I've gotten done, and I've been safe, you know, and my family's been safe. Good. Um. But yeah, but the thing about doing other things that I think is important for me is that it is what like causes the break. Like if you're doing a publishing project, you get to interact with people mm -hmm. so that I'm not just sitting by myself all day. Right. You know. That's cool. So yeah, I mean, so, so what do you see as like kind of the makeup of, of, the, of the writer as a, you know, kind of from the entrepreneurial aspect maybe of like, how do you see that as, as contributing? Is that, is that publishing house? Is it cool, you know, like to meet new people? Does it, does it, does it broaden the you as a writer aspect? Like how does it like thinking if someone's listening, who is a young writer who is trying to build their way into the world, you know? What I are would the actually that you probably, I'd probably say don't do the public, like, you know, I mean, I've always, I've always been sort of like done what I love as the writing while doing another job that's in a more classic sense. So maybe it comes from that sort of guilt about always wanting to have that sort of, you know, never allowing myself to just do the writing. But um, I think if you're, if you can, and you're able to just do the writing, that's great to focus on the craft. But I, I, I don't think you should be discouraged if you're not. I mean, all tons of like the greatest writers had, you know, jobs completely unrelated to the arts as a means of, and I think it's really, it's good to keep schedules. It's good to keep, you know, um, obligations. It's good to keep, it's good to meet people if you're, you know, doing like, if you're working at a restaurant, like you get idea, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I would just say do what you're doing, but like keep your eyes and you know open and make sure you just do at least like an hour a day. But I would almost like be fully in support of. I mean, be I know it's a different too. time now, but I think it's important to like have a job that puts you in the world. Because if you're think about it, you can have all these young writers who, if maybe if they are financially capable of like you know just, just they're not experiencing anything. It's mm -hmm. like what you said about reading it and feeling like someone's experienced stuff. Well, there you, so you did. And, and you had a lot of jobs before this. I mean, I've been working since I was like 11, like wow. doing what was like the first job. Well, I was a babysitter for like four kids under the age of like four growing up in France, which was quite a trip. I have no idea why their mother let them <laughs> stay with me, but whatever. Four kids, 11. Wow. Um, literally four kids. That's why. Um, I think I got burnt out on the babysitting. Maybe that's why well, I'm sure. like, like kind of running away from the motherhood. But um, that, so. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't seem to be. You speak about your kids with such love and care and detail. So I don't know. Uh, but I don't <laughs> You're know. You're so I excited mean, telling me stories about them the other day. Yeah, they're, they're very special and sweet. But 
Yeah, no, I mean, I bagel shop, waitressing, coffee shop in college. You know, like I've worked a lot of different kinds of jobs. I, my kids will do the same. Like, you know, it's, I think it's a bit uh, presumptuous to think that you can just like be a writer and lock yourself in a room. I mean, simply because also you're not getting any experience. Right. You know, maybe that's, maybe that is my, my problem too. That's why I keep writing the young girl story over and over again, because I got to get out and start living some more. <laughs> well, you stored up a certain amount of experience and you're writing it and yeah, but you know, you'll so learn. Like I got to change it up a little. You'll learn when it's, when it's time. Yeah. It's funny. I, I read a script. I came across a script that I wrote 10 years ago and I, I just skimmed it. I didn't really feel the need to read it in detail, but yeah, it is. Um, it's remarkable how a lot of formal choices stuck around, but it's things that I care about change so much. And there's, you know, just the way the characters are handled is completely, it's totally different. And I, you know, it's really just like, it, I'm, you know, I'm two different versions of, of, of a person between these two scripts, but it's like I sort of learned how I wanted to write, though, and I'm pretty close to it. That's great. But I'm just writing very different people and lives, I guess. And I, I looked at this and I was like, ew, about the way that I wanted, <laughs> like the things that I wanted to portray about people. But I found that like the framework, like the, the structure was exactly the same. It's like, I'm basically like, I'm making like the same movie, but you know, what the 20, whatever, what I was like early twenties when I wrote that one and like what a 23 year old cares about, you know, versus what. Oh yeah. And I also think there's something about when you're that age, at least for me, when I read it, it was like cringeworthy how much I was trying to prove that I, I was smart or. Yeah. I think or there's not, a lot of that. Smart. Totally. You know, I'm like referencing, that, it's very referential. That's the focus of your art, you're fucked. Yeah, there's a lot of references, a lot yeah, of like, like call outs to things. You're like, that, Oof. like, why did I need to say it like that? You know? Yeah, like, or prove that I had seen that or knew that, you know, right. like, but I think that does come with, I guess, growing up a little bit. I need, to, it's funny, you reminded me, I hadn't thought of that, you know, the film that, that Birdie, Birdie Bell was in. Um, she was in a bunch. I did like five films with her probably, but the one that you probably looked up, like I hadn't thought about that film in so long. And I know it's terrible, but I kind of want to revisit it and like see why it's terrible. Oh, did you just die? Did your thing die? Okay, everyone. I think that uh, Stephanie's computer died. Um, it's been a pleasure <laughs> having you on stephanie i'm talking to the recording of you um and you know have a great day everybody go read her book i'll post uh links in the in the description <laughs> continuing with stephanie uh, a few days later um we're just doing <laughs> audio and my icon on zoom is from like whatever this is like five years ago when Kanye put out Life of Pablo and I did a remix for it and I made the artwork, SG Loves Kanye, like the, the orange and black type. Uh, and I just never changed it. 
Uh, so it's still my, <laughs> it's still my artwork. Um, and you asked me what I think of what's going on with Mr. West right now. Uh, did you see what Kim posted? Yes. So Kim, I read. Just... I think I read. I read the story, the the script on the story. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Wait, which? Like what she wrote about oh, it? Oh yes, about... yeah, yeah. Oh okay. yes, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, about about the mental health of her, yeah. uh, of her husband, and um, it was. I, what did you think of what she wrote? I mean, I thought it was well executed. Obviously, it was done with like the top people, you know. <laughs> I mean, advisory, you know how these advisory things committee. Go, There's a board, especially if you've ever worked in media or publishing. I mean, you know, there are people who are experts at this. There are things you yeah. say and don't say, and they do it the right. You know what I mean? It had the right sentiments. It was said. You know, every little everything little thing was perfect. It had to be done. Um, I have to say, I missed the um, I missed the original tweet, so I don't really know what they said. I'm sure I could find them, but I was like, am I even gonna go it's, looking? It doesn't matter. It's yeah. it's you've seen you've seen it before. It's you know, it's one of his moments where some of it is genius and like, oh my god, like illuminating. Like, and some of it is like, oh my god, he said something no one else was you know was daring enough to say and right. then there's the stuff that is just like uh you know it's 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 a lot of that but yeah at this stage so i i have personal feelings about kanye that kind of step outside of the way that people receive him objectively that he's good for life with me uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've spoken about this a bunch and I've like written essays about this. Like he's, he's, he's golden to me. Um, well, you obviously mental health or not. You have a personal relationship. Not, not, not cause like I, I not, 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 he doesn't know who I am. Like I've met him a bunch oh. of times, but like I stayed away from purpose actually. I, um, we've worked with the same people like for many years and, uh, I've, crossed paths with him many times but i have always made a point to not talk to him um okay. i i don't talk to david lynch either i mm -hmm. the people who like in kind of like inspire me most who help me build like my life most i i ignore them i unless i have something to give them is, is how i kind of think about it like me going to kanye and me being like Kanye, you're so inspiring to me. Like Kanye, I launched right. my clothing line thanks to you know your well, COOs. Never uh, you know he hooked me up with a deal because of you. Like yeah, and you should never meet your sorry. heroes, kind of thing. Yeah, it will. It, to me, it's like it's not so much about. I agree with that in the sense of like it could destroy the thing that is productive for you. You know, uh -huh. but uh, for me, it's really in this essence of how I see them and why I say he's good for life is because he has a framework that I feel I understand. And it doesn't really matter necessarily to, to, you know, if I understand it correctly or not, but what I have received from what he has put out has helped me build my life. And I only want to give back to him. He knows that there's people like me out there. Like he, he doesn't need, you know, someone saying Kanye you're awesome like he doesn't need that and so I see myself as like whatever relationship I have with him that he's aware of should be in service to him at this stage and 
Yeah. So I, um, he, I, he actually has like literally like my brand launched using the blanks that he had, the overstock and I uh-huh. inherited his, uh, his costs. So I've like literally been helped by Kanye in my life, uh-huh. like financially relationship, right. like in many ways, more than just like philosophically, but, but philosophically more important to me is that he is the, the gateway to free thinking for me. He is the gateway to, I'm not just a beat maker. I'm a producer. I'm not just a producer. I'm a rapper. I'm not just a rapper. I'm an artist. I'm not just an artist. I'm a designer. I'm not just a designer. I'm a world builder. And that's how I look at my life. Like, okay. Right. No, I hear you, but I have to counter that. He's just a really visible commercial example of that. There have been people like that throughout history who have been these polymaths forever who are also just as, you know, exciting and, inspiring you know what i mean oh absolutely i mean ricard wagner is someone who like i was watching ludwig this week uh the visconti film and you know i'm really into wagner like and and he's someone who did a lot you know another toxic character you know but uh that was just the first one that came to mind you know kanye's not the first person ever to do that i i just mean you know i'm i went I was a freshman in college in 2003. Right, and he was in- I was in in high school in, yeah. I watched it happen, it was live. It's like, for some people, a generation above you, it's Michael Jordan, right? It's that kind of a thing. It was like the person who, yeah, I get that. Yeah. If I was born in, you know, I had I had Wagner's great 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 grandson on last month, who's a friend of mine. And we talked about, you know, if I was alive in 1880. Antoine, yeah. Oh, I know him. Red-headed oh, so Antoine, the painter, right? I mean, he does, he's, he's, he does so many. Yeah, but he paints. He does a lot of things. Yeah, he's in uh, Geneva <laughs> I right think now. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I agree with you that, yeah, it, it, Kanye happens to be the one, you know, for me. I, I would say David Lynch is like, is, is another. I just reference, you know, but it could be, you know, Grimes is someone today who makes me think this way. And she, mm-hmm. she allows me to create leaps. Um, there's, there's not one, you know, Warren Beatty is someone that, that I've been super like frameworked by. Um, yeah. And, and, and if I was 20 years older, it would be different people. And my brother right, who's 13 totally. years oh, younger, you know, Jackie. Jack is going to have different people. Um, <laughs> That's funny as I invoked him. I'm not mad. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. My three-year-old went the bathroom on the floor while he was napping welcome to a podcast (laughs) with a mom (laughs) real life real life (laughs) do you want me to call you back (laughs) sure whatever you want or or i can stay on i don't care i don't i don't care no like if if, yeah it's better with with, with jackie Jackie, let me just give you a towel you went the bathroom okay baby it's okay but you need a (laughs) oh Okay, go back to bed. It's fine. Okay, I'll clean up after. <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This I love is it. real life. <laughs> yeah, why not? This isn't like some, you know, this isn't Vogue. We're, we're people, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I know you're, you're, you got, you got a lot on your plate. I, I, oh. I get it. Yeah. But that's but, um, where I'm at with Kanye is like, whatever he does, I interpret with this. It's not forgiveness. It's like, I know that he does a lot of things to get to the places that he gets to. And they are radical. 
and before I leap to, oh, Kanye, that was wrong. You know, I don't think about it that way. I just think about it as this, this world. And, and, and it allows me to look at other people that way. I, I mean, I think that kind of great general empathy and compassion to anyone, like worldview and approach is probably a good thing. That's how I, yeah. So when Kanye does stuff like this, am I happy about what he said about Harriet Tubman? circle. I mean, I don't know, maybe. I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying either way, but I'm just mm -hmm. saying like what you're it's saying makes sense because yeah. it's also about keeping people at a distance though. It's not trusting them in your own emotional sphere. Yeah, I guess I, I create distance from Kanye right. for myself also because I'm not Kanye. You know, he is himself and he is so inspiring to me because he's such an individual. And right. I also, I think we, we probably talked about this, like, I don't believe, I don't sign up for any ideology because two people cannot think all the same things, period. So there, right. therefore, no ideology can, you know, I can't say I'm Jewish and you're Jewish and we'd be like, oh, we're the same. You know, that's not a thing. So right. we can say there's signifiers that connote a bunch of things that we might agree with, but it's an a la carte menu. And eventually we get to a thing that we're different. And Kanye is his own person. I'm my own person. Kanye has delivered me with framework, though. And that is what another, that is the most valuable thing another person can give to another person is in my eyes. Okay, lay down, lay down, lay down. You're okay. Okay. Okay, okay, I'll let you. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'd love to ask you, who gives you framework? Um, I'm real, um... I'm always really careful about this question because I feel like I owe it to people who've directly like been in my life and like handled me, like my mm -hmm. father maybe, <laughs> to like be grateful for, for that. Um, I mean, I guess it's different than the people that I admire. Um, I, um, I don't know, that's like a really tricky question for me because I do think I need to be in order, like, I guess what you're saying in terms of framework, I can answer, but in terms of like, if I admire them, I think to know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I, I admire to my father, vibe. but I, I do not be. want his framework. What, wait, who do you admire and not want their framework? My father. I admire oh, my father. I love and respect my father, but I do not, we do not share the same framework. Right. And what, how do you define framework? approach to the, what brought me to saying what I said to you that you said that empathy uh, ap ap approach to how I I mean I guess view, my problem know? with that I mean it's funny because I'm taking you're seeing the novelist and the book come back into all these answers sure <laughs> because of like the psychology like when I think of something like that I can only my problem with that is I want to know what they did behind the scenes like I want to know how they treated people behind the scenes I want to know like you can make all these leaps and it's not that hard if you're really strategic to do that kind of thing, but it's just, you're going to crush a lot of people if you do it a certain way. Like I'm interested in the real human element that we can never know without knowing the person, you know? Right. So for me, it's two different things. It's, and that's where the distance comes in. Right. I don't need to reconcile. So I want to reconcile for, for being a human being, for being a person, you know, I want to reconcile misdeeds and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But when I'm talking about, when I look at Kanye's framework, as I apply it to myself, I don't think mm -hmm. about that stuff because I, or, or I may, but it's as incidental as I think about anything else. So if that's the thing that comes at me and that, and that 
rubs me the wrong way. Like when he did the slavery was a choice time. That was a time period where I had to see him in a certain way and I had to adjust my, my framework around how I received him. Right. Uh, but I don't, it's not a, it, it, it's really narcissism. It, it, it's narcissism driving the framework for me. It's, I am the most important thing in my world. I need to understand as well as possible how to live. How should one live? Gilles Deleuze, you know? And if I'm going to do that, I, I go out in, in, in search of the things that get me the answers to the question. So that's like a one-track mind. Well, then that there's makes the moral sense universe. because you're also dealing with um, a narcissist who could have histrionic personality disorder. Again, I'm going back to the psychology. So mm -hmm. all of what you're saying is in line. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Absolutely. I, I know that it, I know the disorders and whatnot and the harm that comes with the stuff I right. support. Yeah, I'm aware of it. And I'm basically, yeah. my balance is finding distilling. Uh, we talked about distillations. I want to distill from Kanye the stuff that makes me stronger to build the kind of universe I want to build. And oh my God, I also, almost broke out into a song right there. Don't do that again. Everyone will turn this off if I start singing. What? What song? He, has, he has that lyric about being faster, stronger, right? Isn't that a Kanye Oh, harder, song? better, faster, stronger. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah <laughs> with that funk, of course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that with that 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 don't kill me can only make me stronger. Yeah, don't know, get me now, started. I can't wait much longer. Yeah, <laughs> but that's so that's it. And and I as you know as a human as a per, as as a person in the world, I want to build my universe and I want to get what I get what, what what I need. I want to feed that to grow, and at the same time, the balance is understanding why some things don't belong. And that's why I'm, I, that's what we talk about with the distance. So I want to read Gilles Deleuze and take away from it the stuff that makes me, you know, a better liver. But I don't, you know, Richard Wagner and stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that I totally relate to. And then a bunch of stuff that I'm like, I don't need to commit those same sins. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But it doesn't make me throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Do you read Lacan? Probably not as much as you have. I have cursory knowledge. And what about any other sort of among those group of guys that you're, they were into? Or, uh, yeah, I can say group of guys in this sense, I guess. I was thinking about Pascal this morning. Oh, that's a little separate, but hey, It's sure. different. Yeah, I know. Throw I'm, just, I'm just like thinking about who, you know, who's been on well, my mind. Well, his thing with diversion, obviously. What's his thing with diversion? And it's just that like religion, I mean, we're all sort of in pursuit of diversion, no matter, oh, okay. how, you know, like, um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's his, um, you know, religion as diversion, you know. That so I of. was sharing this morning about uh, his bargain, his, his, his bet, his, or his wager, yeah, the, the, I guess Pascalian wager or whatever, about how is there a God or not? And we have to bet on there being a God because there's a finite risk to that. The loss is finite, but it's an infinite game. Mm -hmm. That's what I was like. That's, that's where I, and, and that, and that was a big, that's a big, uh, plugging that into my framework changes a lot.
if I if I decide that. And I was I was talking about it in like an art direction context. This right, morning. right, right. I gotcha. Where does um, the holy lie in all of this? So when we talk about you know the distillation and the separation, uh-huh. if you add the holy to it, it shakes it up. Because my moral comes. So I, well, what I was saying, the reason why I brought Pascal in is because what I was saying before is very easy for me to say, I'm going to take from Kanye what I need to take in order to like live well, to be the, be the, be the kind of person I want to be. And it doesn't matter the rest because I can just separate that. And as long as I separate it, I'm good. Pascal, do you have that same approach to no. people in your life? Like, do you compartmentalize things about them that you enjoy? Like, can you think someone's an ethically, perhaps uh, you don't agree with their ethics, but you enjoy drinking with them. So you'll hang out. Like, do you approach people in your life the same way? I, I mean, I'm thinking about like when, when you just said that, I thought of a friend who- I mean, that's a gross example, but like that's just a big- No, it's really example. valid. I have a friend who's been my friend since college and he's not nice to women. And over the last chunk of years, it's gotten worse and he's not really my friend anymore. Uh-huh. He's never done anything to me. He's always been nothing but, you know, but cool to me and, and my- you know, he's always there for me, but, but what is it that I get pushes bad you, reports? What is it that pushed you past that bar? And what does it take to push you past that bar? I think that it's an issue that I happen to, I like, I use this example because I, if it were a different issue, I don't know if I would treat it the same. This is an issue mm-hmm. that I'm defensive of. Like my girlfriend got raped when I was 15. And since then I've been hypersensitive to it. And right. you know, the, the whole category of misogyny and it's what my film is about. And I, I'm not cool with the way he treats women. And I know that it's true. But have like, you I, like I'm not questioning. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I've tried talked to, to fix him about it. it. Yes. Yes. Mm. But I don't know, like if it were racism, for example, no, I've done that on racism. I've done that on homophobia. I guess I am like, uh, you know, a, despite my wanting not to be, I am like a moralist in this sense. Cause yeah, like, and I could think of another person, another instance, like I was on, I don't, he, he's exempt in a different way. If I actually, I don't believe he's harmful You're like, in I do not ways. want you to start poking holes in my arguments. No, I'm open to those holes. If you poke those holes, I'm okay with that. I would love it to happen actually. But Kanye, it's more like I, Co-sign, I still co-sign him just because he said the Harriet Tubman thing. That's like, what I mean. It's it's like I I, I I think that's a stupid thing to say, but he says a lot of things that I think are but stupid. But like, couldn't you say that things. about your friend as well? I know is the difference. Like, I I think my friend is shitty. I don't think Kanye is shitty for what he for him. He's never done anything that has broken my idea of this where Kanye works him. out things. And, you know, I would be super offensive if or no, I just know what I, you know, the right, which I guess I then if you keep and what I if receive, you maintain your thing about the distance, then that makes that's what divides the two. That makes sense. Yeah. If I never knew that my friend, you know, right. If your friend has was a, a difficult relationship with consent, then I would just be a drinking buddy of his. 
as right, far as I know. Would, and he would exist more as a celebrity plane as Kanye does, Vince and intimate. It would just be whatever I receive from him, which would be cursory, which would just be in that category. But I happen right. to know more. I happen to know that he has a, a not good relationship with consent and a not good relationship with, you know, not yeah. getting what he wants. And he and he doesn't he does not. Uh, he does not withhold. And I'm not OK with it. And yes, I right. have talked to him about it a bunch and I've failed at creating any change. So I created distance instead. And he's aware of that. Yeah, I think one of the most important things to me is always that this is so kind of, I had just, I come back again to the closure thing in the book, but like, I always want to know if someone's actually approached an issue head on before walking away. Cause I think that's really indicative of character. Um, rather than just, you know, uh, just washing your hands of it, kind of. Well, that's where, you know, I, like my father and I, my dad is much more strategic than I am. And he's much more calculated, you know, much more measured. And he will, like, put the family or the company or whatever first before he before he wants to do wants to say the thing that needs to be said or something like that you know and he'll find his way to say the thing that needs to be said my dad is like he's like chairs charities and stays an awesome like moral guy but he will also he hates when i speak and he has forever i speak i, I say things the, the way that kanye does not quite but probably just probably just because i've said this before actually yeah it's probably just because i'm not under the microscope the same way kanye is that i don't speak like kanye but if i were unless i changed i it would only accelerate unless i stopped it but i speak so my friends i have two other friends who should have said something to the guy i'm talking about and they right. didn't and i have now my relationship with them is changed also for yeah, exactly like what you that. just said and, and they like know that. this as and well Exactly. I'm the one who I'm said like, something. I'm like that. And I have had people tell me, oh, you shouldn't be like that because you're going to have no one. And I actually disagree. I'd rather have no one. Than, totally. Than peace, peace I want to build my... the world. I want to build the world that I think in my, this is how I, how But I get I'm myself alive, in trouble you know? that way. I mean, as one it's does. It's good trouble. It's good trouble. I'm going back to, yeah, that's the, I love that that statement was going around based on, you know, rest in peace when, um, the congressman died earlier this week yeah um, it's john good lewis trouble. good trouble yeah. exactly um i'm all about good trouble like, if that's trouble if me telling yeah my friend he you know i got a 3 a.m call that was when it, i got a 3 a.m call from a, a female friend of mine and this had been like you know i had been waiting in the waters of tolerance with with this guy for a while and, you know, lightly addressing things when he'd say the wrong word and, you know, when he'd drink a little much. And I would say, yeah, dude, you know, maybe don't, you know. But then I got the 3 a.m. call and, uh, and it was bad. And she was a friend of mine. And I, I only knew about it because she was my friend and they met at my house. And, uh, and that was it. And we had a sit down. I called him immediately. Uh, we had a sit down the next day. He was open to being criticized. But the sit down did not turn into anything. And he's not really my friend anymore. Like, like I didn't tell him to fuck off. I shared with him my perspective on it. And, and, you know, he's, he's just like, he, I never got aggressive with him because I just didn't know if that was 
necessary or productive, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and I'm happy I did it. I lose him or not, I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, also that he was at your house when they met is like they met through like, me. Yeah, I'm yeah, is problematic as well. And then that was in a way, having him at your house means you vet him. So I've cut him off from those people. Right. Right. One hundred percent. I'm responsible for that, and I and I took that responsibility. Right. Exactly. Which is why. Very yeah, seriously. That makes sense. Yeah. She said to me, "I met him at your house. Like, why didn't you right. say something?" And that. Yeah. So that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. She trusted he was vetted. He was at a small gathering at your house, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I just, that, that's all I, I said. You're right. I'm going to handle it. I'm sorry I didn't earlier. But I've never seen that. Kanye has never come into, and it's partially, as you said, because we're not, you know, intimate like that. But he's never done anything that has violated something that I feel the need to take action on. Right, but you do again. You don't see him in that context. Exactly. Yeah, it's totally possible if we're people having dinner with ten people, you know. Right. And that's same as you know, reading a book by someone from the eighteen hundreds. You know. What? Did I lose you? We read a book by someone from you know. I'm here. One, two, okay. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I hear you. I hear you. Check. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, when, when we read an author, we can choose to go do, you know, a, a deceased author, we can choose to go do research and find out how they lived in addition to the work they made. We can, we, we can do it however we want, you know, or we can just take the work for the work. There's, you know, I guess it gets into that context of like, uh, you know, Gone with the Wind or Woody Allen or something. Like if you think Woody Allen molested his daughter or not and then if you care or if you do think he did molest his daughter does that mean you can't watch his films it's like it gets into that you know yeah i mean that's a whole nother podcast discussion oh yeah (laughs) i had it actually with someone i won't say who because uh i we we did it and I cut it out because it's the guy who's writing a thing with him now and I cut it out I could tell you after um okay but yeah I cut it out because it was just like not productive you know it was like but he he's actually he said something that you probably wouldn't expect him to say and um I didn't want that out and it was it would just be like unfair to him it wouldn't be productive so we agreed to to cut that out yeah yeah, the woody allen conversation sucks we're not gonna have that conversation (laughs) no it's the worst fucking conversation yeah um have you ever had someone that breaks you that you love their art but it breaks your you know moral standards or however you would frame it Oh my god all the time i mean i think that was the biggest disappointment of my adult life is that my artistic heroes were pretty shitty people, a lot of them. <laughs> like, but I, I think that's some, that was, I talk, I mean, I would say that openly, like, you know, but sure. again, like, that's the big, I mean, that's a little bit like a, some of the themes of the book, book as well. Like, in yeah. order to become that art, that, you know, that's a theme in the book. Like, how do you have that kind of confidence to create the world around you based on this thing, believing you're an artist? I mean, with that comes 
you know, perhaps a lack of devotion to other things. Like nothing comes without, you know what I mean? Losing, you know, it's not, you're not able to like straddle that line completely. And mm. it, I mean, and also, and, as you, and you mentioned experience mm. too, like in order to have experience, you're going to have to make a lot of mistakes. And right. uh, not that that means you're not ethical, but like, I just mean, you know, there's no sort of perfect story or like, I don't know. That's the whole thing about keeping the distance, you know? I think that the relationship with the, the story and the relationship with the distance comes that for me, it comes down to, you know, what is the, the measure, what, what, what is the, you know, it's, it's Gilles Deleuze. I, I invoke Gilles Deleuze all the time. It's just the question is how should one live? And I try to surround myself with information and, and experience and stimulus to answer that question as thoroughly as I can. And continuously every day I have to re, you know, I have to re-answer it. But I, that's where, that's my line of separation, if that makes sense, you know, like, I, I know that I will, in service of that question, I will mute other parts up to a point. Like for my friend, I stopped muting. I said that is too much. He had crossed the line where this was no longer like, you know what? I could fucking say this. Exactly. He was sending like dick pics to girls for a while. And like, I would hear about it. And it was like kind of funny, but also like not, not cool. Like it was just gross. And then it was when he crossed a different line, a physical line, that he was rough with a girl. That was when I needed to, to really, like, demand that he, you know, it's basically like, you got to be better or you're out. And he didn't really give me the reaction I required. And no. But he wasn't out when he was sending dick pics. When he was sending dick pics, I was like, Ugh, come on, man. Like, why do I keep hearing about this? It's stupid. Like, don't do that. But I didn't like flip out, if that makes sense. So like, mm -hmm. it's like up to a certain point, I will allow things to come into my life that are imperfect, but allow me to continue to grow in the question of how should one live? Mm -hmm. And maybe I have to think about this. Maybe it's bad. I mean, I think also context. Smoke, there's fire. I mean, but context, I mean, even that story, you know, we don't have the full context. Like perhaps there was consent involved. Perhaps she had, someone had said, yes, please send like all of everything. That's has exactly. Its nuances. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it's that's why I didn't, simple. that's why I didn't do anything. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. That's why um, my approach was like, dude, this is stupid. Like stop. Like this is whack, whether it's consenting or not, like this is stupid, but I didn't but you like, know if some people are into that and they both decide they yeah. want to that's different like it's the context and the communication right so that's why that's why i let him be whack in my personal opinion i didn't kick him out of my life over that right because i was right. like i don't like this but i don't have to like every decision you make you know mm -hmm. but then it was my house and it was you and know, that was a, my yeah, that's introduction a turned different. into something bad that's a different yeah. so that was my line in that in that scenario that was my line and that was where my framework was no longer important something else had to i had to take action around something else i didn't like kicking this person out of my life but i had to 
Yeah, I mean, I think as long as you have the conversation and give them a chance, I mean, that's all, that's the most, that's a vital part of that to me. I just think, again, it's about the closure thing, but there's nothing more haunting for some people than not knowing. So you have to give the person the chance, do you know, before going. Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't ghost the guy. You like explained. No, no, no. We situation. went to dinner. Right. Like one-on-one -on -one for three hours. Right. And exactly. he changed the subject and let it drift every time. And yeah, well, then that's your answer. And eventually yeah. I gave up. Halfway through the dinner, I gave up and just made it our last dinner. Yeah. I tried yeah, to have I a mean, real, like, I tried to think about this, answer. not a, oh, yeah, we had an unpleasant thing. Let's bro out. But he took it as like, oh, an unpleasant thing without consequences occurred. And I upset you. I, you know, let's, let's have a more, it was, he took it as more about he and I bonding again after he upset me. Oh, and that's I interesting. That's a personality that. type. I cared about. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. And yeah. I realized halfway through the nurse was unaware of the sanctity that he, that he broke. And he thought that this was just about, oh, we hadn't really like spent one-on-one -on -one time together in a while. And that was what needed to be fixed. Interesting, so I kinda, right? I kind of threw in the towel at one point and just realized. And let me ask you this: Have you heard? Him. Have you heard from him since? Has he tried at all? All the time, yeah. No, he doesn't. But does um, he ever ask why, or he just doesn't want to? Even he still doesn't want to get into that. He just hopes one day you'll let it go. He's got. I, I don't even. I've removed my aggression from the situation. So I no longer push the oh, so issue. Oh, so you just so um, you just kind of like shoot the shit. You don't not answer. I don't even, but oh. I yeah no no. I, if he if he calls me, I'm not gonna be like fuck you. We're not right. cool. He's just like I just let it like he just doesn't call me. He doesn't get the end of the you know. I just see him. So I, there was no moment of that dinner. Halfway through that dinner, I realized what needed to happen, and I just like I just don't hit him up. He's just not invited to you know the two the two guys in there before i'm cool with them even though they know that they you know my them has taken a, has taken a hit uh mm -hmm. they're cool and they're to dinner but he's not and over time especially like if you're you know mid-30s male like you're your husband can assist. you don't have uh things that get you together constantly like you don't like call people and say, yo, bro, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you? Like that. So uh, it, it just drifts. And I just have to talk to him, like, all year, really. And, like, that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. he's, he's, not a, he's not an examiner the way that I am. So mm -hmm. it's not going to, like, I don't know. Like, his birthday comes around, and I'm like, you're know, big on birthdays. Can we birthday talk about this? Party. What's going on? What happened to you in your childhood that made you so obsessed with birthdays? <laughs> Hello? Do you know that there's an answer to that? I just bring that up. Of randomly. course I know. I can see there's, there's an has to, to be a reason. I've noticed this behavior. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, again, I'm, I observe people. So what is funny. the deal I'm with so you and your obvious. birthday? <laughs> So when I was a kid, uh, uh -huh. when I was like 15, maybe, there was a summer that I was away. And this one, I was at my most like 
fuck the world. I was like mm-hmm. a horrible student person. I just was fuck. I hate everyone. I hate everything. I like. I'm gonna go to the movies. That was my life. Like I'm gonna read a book. I'm gonna go to a show. But I hated everything. I wasn't even like really punk. I had a mohawk, but I wouldn't even call myself punk. I was like just hated everything. And uh, and once baseball, I, my my and my then girlfriend, I was fighting with both of them from afar, uh-huh. and neither of them called me on my birthday. So I changed my voicemail. If you call me right now, you're going to get this voicemail that says my birthday is August 1st. And I did it. I did call me. I would not be able to get my voicemail reminding them on August 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, whatever that was. It's my birthday. And then I haven't let anyone forget it. Okay, well, there we go. Wait, can you hear me? You're breaking up a little. It's all just a mark of, I think it was my microphone, but I hear you good. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. But yeah, but that was it. And uh, yeah, so it's it's just, it's, it's the representation of how like I never thought my mom loved me in the way that I wanted to be loved. So it's I'm all... going to be in pursuit of figuring that out for the rest of my life. And now it's in your Instagram bio. This is this psychoanalysis. <laughs> everywhere. See, I knew something was up with the birthday thing. I had 8,000 people. 8,000 people. I looked back the, like recently. I saw the email list. We had 8,000 people on the list for my 30th birthday party. That's insane. So insecure. So insecure. <laughs> I think I have like what three people I would want at my birthday good. party. Sorry. That's healthy. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> they probably uh, love you. And you love them and you care about each other. And you do good things and support each other. Yeah, I'm weird. You know, 8,000 people to invite to a birthday. No, no, I was like kind of, there was like a minute where I was like kind of a thing. Okay. It was like, it was like word would. Oh, I see. This was like a DJ club situation thing. Oh, yeah. It was like a bit, like I took over the Chinatown mall that is normally like. I, I would like take over places. Like I took over bathhouses and strip clubs and like big warehouses and shit. I would do like cool parties. And so, yeah. Fun. So, and I made it open bar. I got everyone to sponsor and shit. It was fun. It was cool. But it was like, I don't know. It was ridiculous. There was like a line around the block for my birthday party, which is just like, that's stupid. Well, now you never need to do that again. <laughs> uh, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> My birth this year will be super quiet. It's it's in a week, less than a week. Right? I know then, we everyone. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody knows. I expect calls Another, from everybody. Just in case it wasn't. Just in case everyone else. Oh, wait, we haven't said it. August first, I did say it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> last year, I took over my. Friend. 
you probably know him. You know, like, you know, Ivan Willis. He throws the orgies and stuff. I can't hear you. I don't know what's wrong with my mic. Uh, do you hear me now? One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven. I took over my friend's castle in Southampton. Or, or... There aren't any castles in Southampton. Hello? Or watermill. I don't know what keeps happening. There aren't any castles in the Hamptons. Maybe some fake wannabe house that's castle house, but there are no castles in the Hamptons. Let me be clear. This is (laughs) as anything has ever been real fake and wannabe. (laughs) Okay. I did not mean like an old Scottish, you know, royalty. This is is a fake (laughs) wannabe castle. It's awesome, but it is it is Fake. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Just making sure. Just keeping it. Oh just yeah. Just keeping keeping things. Okay. I can't hear you again. Nah, I've been feeling. Yes. I don't know what. To, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Here, you know I've what? Moved... Let me just pull out my fucking microphone. I just took off my microphone. You hear me? Okay. Now I can hear better. No. Okay, cool. I'm just recording on my laptop now. It's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, last year we took a like huge compound in the Hamptons. He's a friend of mine. And I just had, I was there for like a week and had people staying there and had parties and stuff. We didn't really have big parties though. I kept it really small because I was like, this is a year ago. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm not. But, uh, but it was really fun. This year, I don't think I'll come. Come here, Jackie. Come here. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie's awake. What was um? What what's like? Like, like? What? What's the whole process with daycare? Like, how do they how do they do it? Is it like are there state measures and stuff? What's going on? How do they what? How do they do like with the like with safety regulations? What are they? What's the process for my kids? Yeah. Wait, what do you yeah. mean? Yeah, the the, the how oh, are they doing? I can't doing, hear you. I'm so I'm so sorry. I can't hear you. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Any better? Do you hear me? I think we lost each other somewhere. I'm just gonna wrap up again. Um, I love having Stephanie on. We 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 like also talk like about this shit separately. So this can go on forever, and I'm sure we'll do more episodes. Um, I love the way her mind thinks, and I love how educated and and well-read she is like and how she puts all of these ideas into practice with her own work um so i can talk to her forever um okay cool well thanks everyone for listening and um there might be a part three but i think i think we'll just make it another episode all right love